compared to the wretched conditions suffered by their employees. In part two, we'll follow the continuing fortunes of the White family, look at the motives behind their philanthropy, and examine the deadly environmental legacy left by the company. Despite the damage to his reputation following Keir Hardy's exposure of the working conditions at Shawfield in 1899, further honours were bestowed upon Lord Overton. He was made a free man of Rutherland following his donation of Overton Park to the town and he was appointed Lord Lieutenant of Dumbartonshire in 1907. Lord Overton died the following year, by which time the Shawfield works were the largest of their kind in the world. William James Crystal then took full control of the firm until his own death in 1921. By the mid-1920s, the works, now controlled by another cousin of the White family, Hill Hamilton Barrett, employed around 900 men, and the site had expanded further, now covering 30 acres. Hill Hamilton Barrett died in 1934, leaving over £300,000 in his will. Despite the passing of Lord Overton and William James Crystal, the tradition of philanthropy at White's continued, but was there another motive behind these gifts? David Jackson takes up the story. Yeah, well, in the 1920s, you know, the Whites created a recreation facilities for their workers by opening the Shawfield Works Bowling Club, and it was right next to the Welfare Hall in Glasgow Road. And again, about the same period, they built a beautiful little football stadium on the banks of the River Clyde at Key Road for their Welfare Works team, Shawfield Amateurs. But one still has to ask the question, at what price to their employees' health? And at what price to the horrendous conditions of the Royal Borough of Rutherglen? You know, the question is, was it really acts of philanthropy? Or was it acts of bribery and corruption? Or, or was it acts of bribery to the Corporation of Rutherglen? Who am I to judge? The large volumes and varieties of harmful chemicals used in the Shawfield Works resulted in huge amounts of toxic waste to be disposed of. This waste included the highly carcinogenic hexavalent chromium, or chromium-6. If you've ever seen that Julia Roberts movie, Erin Brockovich, it's the same stuff that she discovered had been illegally dumped by the company Pacific Gas and Electric. The degradation was not only confined to those that worked in the industry, though they did suffer the worst, but many areas around Rutherglen, and Shawfield Works in particular, were polluted with tons of waste dumps, while a horrible greenish-yellow liquid poured into the West Burn, or Jenny's Burn as we locals called it, eventually running into the River Clyde at Richmond Park. Today, 50 years after the works closed, one can still find chromium waste in the borough of Rutherland. Initially at White's, the site set aside for dumping within the works covered 12 acres, which by an odd coincidence, is the same size as Overton Park. But the waste site at the Shawfield Works wasn't big enough, and Whites began dumping the waste elsewhere. This firm became so big and they needed uh, waste dumps, and they were moving at such a rate with such success that uh, 
they had they didn't have enough land. Mm. They did not have enough land to put all this this, this waste, chromium waste. And the my take on it is, and I'm sure everybody in Rotherham's take on it was that uh, there is uh, <coughs> the only way out was uh, by the rights of philanthropy, in particular to Rotherham Corporation and you scratch my bank and I'll scratch yours mm. and uh, hence, you know, they were given more land because from the east to the west, from the north to the south of the Royal Borough Rotherham, they almost certainly dumped everywhere. Up until the 1960s, dumping waste of this type wasn't illegal. So where did whites dump all this toxic waste? You know, you wouldn't believe it. I was actually only speaking to a man the other day, as sure as God, and he lives out in Eastfield, and he, he is older than I am. I'm 17, he's older than me. He could tell me about a uh, white chemical waste on behind the Eastfield, uh, Cambus Lang Road, Dukes Road corner, and also into Cambus Lang, on the, the Cambus Lang side of Dukes Road. I know for a fact, those football parts are all built in chromium waste. Um, there's endless places of, uh, on the Rutherland Public Park football ground in Stonelaw Road, which is the east side of Overton Park. All of those football parks, we, that ground lay 30 feet lower than it is today or has been for the last hundred and odd years. Well. They dumped they dumped there. Mm. They topped it up to street level. Now, they raised the, 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 the Stonelaw Road up and raised the ground up and dumping waste. Mm. There was a place in uh, down by the banks of the Clyde in the old days had a common name called the Green Goats. The chromium waste was green. Mm. We all saw it everywhere. Everybody in this town knows what it looked like. And it became known as the Green Goats because they dumped at such a level that it covered a massive piece of ground from Delmarnock Road all the way back to Glasgow Road and their own property. And uh, certainly they were dumping uh, on the bottom end of Glasgow Road all over towards the Oatlands. That's in the, the burn we talk about, uh, the Jenny's burn or the West burn. They used that as a waste dump. That's near Shawfield Stadium. On both sides of what today is known as Shawfield Stadium. On the east side uh, and on the west side, or on the south side and the north side, I should say. So... You know, that question, I could go on and on. They, uh, I had a walk three years ago looking for boundary stones on the, the Spittle Burn. And as I walked along the Spittle Burn three years ago, there was endless amounts of chromium waste in the Spittle. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I drew the people I was with attention to it. Mm. Come and see this. Yep. That is chromium waste. Mm -hmm. They weren't the Rutherland people. And I said, that is chromium waste. So that's how many years after the... The works shut down. 50 was, years. Yeah, yeah. It's 50 years after mm -hmm. you'll, you'll still find it. I could take you today to, to, to that place, yeah. to White, to uh, the Spittle, mm. and show you, and others. So the legacy of the works has still been felt today, then? Still been felt today, Aye. albeit in the last couple of years. Uh, Clyde Gateway, the, the, the big uh, industrial firm today, mm. uh, must have got the contract, but um, in the last two or three years, they have been uh, trying to eliminate chromium waste. Do you know that on the down New Street near the railway and the west side of Rutherland, near to White's Chemical Works, do you know they built new uh, soccer parks there sometime in the late 1980s? They opened up three lovely red ash parks and within one year they had to close them down because they were heavily contaminated with chromium waste. Now, I would put that at 19... 
1981. They built those three red ash parts, wonderful, and the school kids in Rowerland football team started playing there, and within one year, they were fenced off and closed down. Can you beat that? These are recent examples that David has given us of the presence of White's toxic waste. But it turns out that he had come across this deadly stuff years ago without even knowing it. We played football on a part that was called the Sodi Waste on mm. White's. If you went back to that map, I'd show you where it was. Right mm. on the banks of the Clyde. And as we boys, we grew up. Now, your dad and mum and dad weren't away every minute of the day. In the days, we were allowed to roam wild. You know, there was mm-hmm. any of this the day that kids can't get out of the house and all the other stuff that goes on, you know what I'm talking about. And we played in that park eh, every week. Every week, we'd go down Saturday or Sunday and play all the, all the 20, 30 boys, and we played on that mm. waste and, and, and other things. I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you're listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme... We're talking about White's Chemical Company in Shawfield, in the company of David Jackson. I learned to swim 60, 70, 80 yards mm. from the back of White's Chemical Works. Mm. There was clay pits. Yeah. Along the railway line was John Patterson's brickwork. The last brickwork in Glasgow closed in 1963. Mm. And in the early 50s, me and all my pals, mm. it was a, it was, there was clay beds. And in the clay beds, the, the, the rainwater held and we could go in that deep. I learned to swim in the clay pits. And it was 60 yards for White's Chemical Works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're splashing about right next to it. Yeah, that's appalling. And the things that went on. Oh, absolutely. David's got an intriguing theory about toxic waste dumping and the burial arrangements of the White family. No member of the White family was ever buried in the Royal Borough of Rutherland. Dare I ask, is it possible that that was because they considered the ground in Rutherland to be too contaminated. During the 1930s, White's output of chromates represented 70% of the total British output, and by the mid-1950s, they were manufacturing sodium and potassium dichromate, sodium chromate, potassium and aluminium chromate, chromate acid and chromium oxide for use in textiles, ceramics, paints and pigments, chromium plating, pharmaceuticals, explosives, photographic materials, corrosion prevention and wood preservatives. But every business, however successful, has a limited lifespan and White's was no exception. Eventually, companies either go bust or they get taken over. In White's case, it was the latter. In the year 1955, the business was taken over and became known as British Chrome Chemicals Limited. But only a few years later, they were also taken over by the Associated Chemical Companies Limited. Finally, in the year 1968, the Rutherland Works closed production and moved to Eaglescliff in Cumbria. Right, let's wind this story up. The case against Whites is pretty strong. They resisted implementation of the 1893 rules and regulations designed to deal with chrome dust, even though they had more than enough money to meet the costs involved. They declined the union's 1899 plea to change the shift system at the works, to allow the men a lunch break and to get Sunday off, even though it wouldn't have adversely affected production. Since then, although the levels of toxic chrome dust 
may have eventually been reduced to whites, they were never eliminated, and thus the workforce continued to be exposed to a contaminated and potentially lethal atmosphere right up until the time the works closed. This situation prevailed, despite the existence of the rules, regulations and advice that had repeatedly been given to Whites by the factory inspectorate over that time. David mentioned earlier about cancer being a health risk at Whites. We could have gone into that one in a lot more detail, but let's just say that the strong evidence that Whites used misleading information to defend themselves against that particular accusation. And last but not least, they dumped around 2.5 million tonnes of highly toxic waste in and around Rutherglen, Cambuslang and beyond for over a hundred years, leaving a deadly legacy which is still being cleaned up at huge expense to this day. The philanthropy of the White family was considerable and undeniable, although the motives for these acts of benevolence were questionable. When William James Crystal in 1899 mm. he done that, that gift, mm. that was a gift that meant nothing to the Whites. That was a gift of he bought that, that publican out, he bought the, whoever owned the property out, and he donated that 100 yards piece of ground from the main street down Queen, east side of Queen Street to King Street. He, he donated it to the Rutherland Corporation. Why? Why? Mm. Come on, yep. why? They, would, they weren't dumping there. That was a mm. backhander. Mm-hmm. That was a backhander. And by the way, we have forgot to add, we need that other bit of land over there to dump. Oh, by all means, Lord Overton and William James Crystal. By all means, no problem. Mm. They were, they, they, they were done it. Also, the Shawfield Works provided employment for many hundreds of people for well over a century. But the damage done to the health of those people is also undeniable. Here's David to finish up with an interesting perspective on how some of the workers at White's saw their own jobs. Something I should have said, you know, about the, the first and second generation, well, first and second generation Irish immigrants was, you know, see for all that uh, they were having to work seven days a week and all day long hours and the conditions which they maybe naively didn't know about and weren't told about. But do you know, um, nearly all of the Irish people wrote back or sent back to Ireland word, I've got you a job. And they can pour now here. Right? <laughs> no matter what the conditions was, as long as they had a wage, yeah. which was something they didn't have in Ireland. Mm. These people, uh, the reason that most of these Irish people left was uh, uh, the gentry over there uh, had them working on farms that was bog land. Mm. It couldn't be worked. Sure. That's why most Irish people left. They were all, all the land that they had was bog land. Mm. They could barely make a scratching out of it. And that's why they came here. Out with the farming of the 1845 to 49 when they came here. Yet, by the same token, they still sent back to Ireland and mm. said, I can get you a job. And in they came, their brothers and cousins and uncles. So their view would be that what we have working at White's Chemical Company is better than what we had. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it was work. Yeah. And they d- didn't look in, he naively didn't didn't want to know even no. the consequences. No. Their attitude was, I'm going to die anyway, I've got no. a wage this week. Sure. <laughs> yes, I've got a wage this week. Why die Well, that was quite a story. In fairness, the Whites were like many other business owners in Victorian and Edwardian times. They worshipped two gods, the Christian God and money, and they saw no contradiction in that. At New Lanark, not that far away from the Shawfield Works, David Dale and Robert Owen had already shown the benefits 
of treating your workforce humanely and fairly. Okay, those two guys belonged to a slightly earlier age, but their example was there, which the whites could have followed, but they didn't. They seemed not to care less about their employees, who were the subject of the worst form of exploitation. Yes, the whites were very philanthropic, but next time you take a walk around Overton Park, just remember the human cost in making the money that paid for it. I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you've been listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. Thanks to David Jackson for his huge contribution in making this programme. Special thanks to Margaret Scott of Rutherglen Heritage Centre for her help and support. Thanks also to David Cranston for giving me access to his library of local history books. In this programme, I've quoted freely from an excellent article on the subject by Dr David Walker of Strathclyde University's Department of History, published in the Scottish Labour History Journal in 2005. The music was by Shugal Nifty. If you've got any comment on this programme, or you've got some ideas for future local history programmes, please contact me by email, history at camglenradio.org. I hope you enjoyed this programme, and that you can join me again next time. Until then, bye-bye. Sadly, David Jackson passed away unexpectedly on the 3rd of November 2020. David was the font of all knowledge when it came to the history of Rutherglen. A proud Ruglonian and a well-kent figure around the town, he'll be greatly missed. How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have... Don't fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Informed Service Directory. Missed your favourite show? Just click listen again on camglenradio.org.
don't stand a chance It's something that you're born into And I just don't belong No I don't, I'm just a no class beat down fool And I will always be that way I might as well enjoy my life and watch the stars play Time 
Burnhill to Newton, from Borough to Kirkhill. This is Cam Gwen Radio, 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Tell you the same thing that they told me.